Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to Guru and Gooner. This is Ryan with Elliot. Um, show in about three weeks. Um, Elliot's been in Dallas. School year's wrapping down for me. But uh, how you doing? I'm I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Um, you got to experience your first hockey game. I've heard. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm I'm full I'm full in it now. Uh, it, seeing it like the live experience was just kind of you know it's, like you told me before it was, it was very uh, the atmosphere was very uh, football like which which I liked and even though I don't know all the rules um, there was a guy sitting in front of us that kind of explained everything to me so it was it was great <laughs> I had so much fun. Yep. Um, so let's start off with the big one. Um, Copa Italia today. Enter won three nil against hated rival AC Milan. Um, obviously, as a AC Milan support, a closet AC Milan supporter, Arsenal is my real club. I'm very disappointed. But what are your takes on this? This, this AC Milan season is over. It's done. This this just look. The thing is, you know, they, they kind of had Inter's number uh, to a certain ex- extent. They played very poorly in the first leg of this, and then. In the uh, you know, in, and then previously uh, the derby they lost. I think in the other derby, if I uh, I have it right, I th- I believe they uh, it was a draw. So AC Milan kind of has been not having their way against Inter, but certainly there is there is something to be said about the way they have performed because before all of this, I mean it was Inter Milan ba- were basically their daddy. <laughs> they own them and in all aspects of, of everything. And now they're in a situation now where Napoli's title is, is pro- ambition is probably dented also. And probably it's probably done actually. And now with this performance and the schedule that Milan have to go through over the next couple of weeks, it's, I, I just don't see a way where they can, you know, find themselves in a situation where they can actually win, win the league. And I think it's possible that they could finish third because their their five their their last five games are brutal, and in comparison to Napoli's um, last uh, couple of stretch, and in comparison to Inter's last stretch, it's it's they're already in trouble because of how difficult it's going to be. And maybe they can win all these games, but given the performance they put together against Inter, I think it, this, this these last couple of weeks are going to eat them. And obviously, losing to a rival like that. So convincingly is never a good thing. Yeah, um, I'm very disappointed though, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, I, I what what went wrong for you know what? I, I'm going to disagree with you. I got to I got to say this. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of games left to be played, and AC Milan's still on the top of the league. So even you and I know you know, I know you're a lot more realistic th- than me. These are our last. Last few games, uh, five games: Lazio, Florentina, Verona, Atalanta, and Sassuolo. Okay, did you guys see the way where they win all five of those? No, they're definitely they're not beating Fiorentina. They're not being. I, I would say, I would say, if you're going to look at this, let's break it down this way: Lazio, they have against Lazio, may not be best in the table, um, but in, in the last couple of years, Lazio have done pretty well against AC Milan. And they're going against up against uh, Immobile, who who Torino is Torino, but the week before had a hat trick. So that I think they can beat them, but that's that's difficult. Fiorentina, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to play Fiorentina now. 
They are they are playing as good outside of I mean Roma are unbeaten eleven, but outside of Roma and Inter who caught fire recently, Fiorentina is probably the most difficult matchup out of any team right now. So that that's difficult. Verona's always tough. They always do good against Milan. Alanta, a lot they they got okay. So Alanta they should beat. Alanta are not going to make Europe this season. They've been awful, and I actually think they need to blow up the whole thing now. And Sassuolo is always going to be tough. So could they win all five games? Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe there's a good chance of that. But they're they're at least dropping uh, to Lazio or Fiorentina. One of those two, and Sassuolo has a chance to beat them too. So, but the problem is, if Inter win all their games, you know, down the stretch, if if Inter win four or five or whatever it is, they'll still be in first place. So if they if they win all the rest of the games and then they draw with Roma on Wednesday, uh, or sorry, next week, they'll still they'll still be in first place because right now AC Milan are top of the league, but if Inter win their game in hand, they're not top of the league anymore. And considering how Inter are playing right now, and considering how AC Milan are playing right now, they're just they're two they're on two separate spectrums of form. And okay, there's a possibility that AC Milan it could do something, but given their performance today and how how miserable they looked, and and kind of the demoralizing form that they've gone on the last couple uh, weeks. I, I just don't see it. It's possible, but I, it, it would take a lot for them to win the league. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, can Roma do them any favors this Saturday? On Bicely. Yeah, they can. I'm, I I don't think we can beat Inter. I think we can – I think we could get a draw, though. Um, if this was if this game was played in Rome, I think we could have beat them. But I, I, I think – I think they could they can drop with, with Inter. Inter obviously has the best team in the league. They're they're firing it out on all cylinders at the moment. We're unbeaten in eleven. So Roma Roma over the last two months are not losing games. So could we beat them? I would. I, I, I part of me wants to say yeah we could beat them, but realistically I don't think we can beat them. I think they have too much quality uh, from back to front. But we're not conceding goals. We're hardly. I mean. We're not really letting goals in our net for the most part. So if we if we defend very well, and we get a we get a Tammy uh, Tammy Abraham or Lorenzo Pellegrini or Nicola Zaniolo moment, then we could beat them. Uh, but I, I think I think draw is best case scenario. But I, I'll I'll leave a little chance for hope that we can beat them. Um, but obviously, if that were to happen. Um, AC Milan would have to. I think they would have to win the rest of the games because they're. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, if they win the game in hand, Inter will be two points clear. So other things will need to happen. So my but my point is, AC Milan and Napoli both need favors to be done in order for them to win the league. But but we could do them a favor and then they could turn this thing around. Uh, but I think at this point it's tough, especially coming off of a performance like that. Because earlier this season, Milan had two games in a row where they could have defined the season and got that got one hand on on the, on the trophy, and they dropped two very important points. So, considering AC Milan this season, I, I think it's unlikely, and I think it's going to be really difficult. But obviously, if we beat Inter next weekend or this weekend, I think that helps a lot. But they're going to need to do their own. they're going to have to play very well 
to end the season for sure. Hey, I'm annoyed. Can I tell you why? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sick of this. I'm so fucking sick of Liverpool. And they got the easiest draw in the semifinal. Um, can Villarreal do the whole entire world? I mean, the whole entire global fa- failure favor essentially stop this nonsense so they don't make the final? I mean, hey, they beat Bayern. And again, I know Liverpool, any Man City fans, Liverpool fans don't like when I say this. Bayern's issue was their depth, not their starting 11. They got the best starting 11 in world football, arguably. So if it, my, my logic is if they can do it to Bayern, then they can do it to Liverpool. The problem is I don't have a lot of faith that they can do it at Anfield, but I had no, I had no faith that they, they could do it in Munich. So there's a possibility that they could, they could do the impossible, and I would love nothing more for Villarreal to go on and win the Champions League. Um, but I think it's it's unlikely. But if Real Madrid take care of their business and get to the final, I don't think anybody's going to have anything to be uh, to worry about because I, I do think that in in a final, I think Madrid has the has the advantage. So uh, you're saying he, Madrid's the team to save us? Yeah, pretty much. Villarreal has a chance to do it, but and I know I know that Madrid kind of almost threw it away against Chelsea. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I just have, there's, there's something, something's happening in Madrid and I, I just, I just feel like it's going to, whatever's going to happen, it's going to bounce their way and, and Liverpool or will do the, they'll do, but I think Benzema will just have one or two moments that will define the whole Champions League season. If so, that's granted if, if Real can get past City, if they get past City there, they'll beat Liverpool or whoever, or Villarreal if they're able to stop. The, this madness. Yeah. Speaking of madness, um, we might have changed the name of our show. I have an announcement today. Yeah. I am dropping Arsenal as my club. Um, as many of you know, St. Louis, my beloved hometown, is finally getting a professional team in the MLS. Uh, St. Louis uh, Soccer Club, uh, St. Louis City Soccer Club. Um, they will be my number one focus and support from now on. Of course, I'll still watch Italy. Um, you know, the Premier League for me... It's just a drag now. I mean, it's the most boring league in the world. Can we be honest about that? You just took the words out of my mouth. When I when I talked to my English friends about, um, I took some flat. And you know what? You can call me a plastic all you want. I'm not. I'm. What do you think? Supporting my local club? Yeah. No, you're good. I, I took some criticism for suggesting it will be all German final, and I got eviscerated by people. Well, the thing is. It's just a boring league, man. I tried watching these games for the most part. And again, there, there, there the, there's the odd game that's exciting and, and thrilling. But it's, it's very rare to see two teams that are not at the top of the table put together great football. It's just – it's almost yeah. impossible. So, you know, if, when you look at Italy, Torino Sassuolo is probably – you know, that match could, could, could be so exciting. And uh, I don't know Frankfurt and um, uh, Freiburg. Th- that matchup is it can be so exciting too. The mid tables uh, in in Italy and Germany specifically always produce the probably arguably the most high quality football that we can see on, on any given week. Um, the problem is the Premier League. The, the top is really good because of the best teams in the world. England probably have three three or four of them. 
So their top is, extre- is extremely good. The rest of it is not that good. The rest of it's it's hard to watch games that are not including Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Man City, and etc. You know what and, I mean? You know what the problem is, especially with Chelsea. We all know Chelsea's atrocious history of racism. Can I call that out now? Yeah. I mean, why would I want to root for Chelsea after what they? You remember the video in Paris a few years ago where uh, they kicked, where they kicked the uh, the black gentleman off the train? Oh yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's Chelsea. I mean, the one of the most atrocious racist history, um, racial histories in in um world football. Uh, Liverpool fans like to act like they're all high and mighty. Can I tell you something? A little, little history about Liverpool. Go when, ahead. whenever um the Munich disaster comes up, there's definitely a, a lot of fans in the club pretending that their airplanes crashing. You know, um, yes. some of the most disgusting acts in world football happen in England. And it's yeah. not, I mean, it's it's a constant. And I, I hate being that way because I, I know it's not all the fans. But, you know, they go out there and they run their mouths, how they're these great fans and stuff. But, I mean. Yeah. Speaking speaking of this, the, the delusion that some of these Liverpool fans say, I'm going to leave him, I'm, I'm going to leave him nameless because uh, I just don't want to call him out really. Uh, but but I, I was talking to a Liverpool fan today, and he told me only one team, only one uh, Italian team, um, has deserved to win the Champions League. And he described uh, Liverpool beating Roma in the 84 final as saving football. And I, how crazy is – because I, I think that is just absurd. Anyway, just to add on to what you were saying. I mean, and by the way, for all the English fans out there, uh, Celtic and Rangers are ten times bigger than any club in your country. So, um, actually, Scotland is the real birthplace of football, not England. Did you know that? Yeah, no. If you look at this game's history, it's actually Scotland. And God, I hope if – I mean, obviously I'm rooting for Ukraine, but if they're not in it, I'd love nothing more than to see Scotland beat England in that World Cup final um, group stage, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah that would be amazing. I think that would yeah. be awesome. So we're officially changing our, our name of our show to the Guru Show until right. St. Louis gets their nickname, whatever it would be called. I, and it better not be the citizens. Oh, geez. But anyway – um, that's my that's my rant on English football and why um, it's terrible. Um, can Real Madrid say football? Um, in t- terms of beating one of these teams, in terms of winning the whole thing. Yeah, I, I actually think it's it's probably the most likely thing. Um, Man City um, obviously are a very good team. They're coached well. They seem to made they've fixed all the errors of the, um, the, the last final. Um, I, I think that they, they have what it takes to win the champions, certainly. Um, but, and I know Kevin De Bruyne is a baller. And I know Thiago is, is amazing for Liverpool. I, I know they have midfielders that are great. But in any game that they, that, that uh, uh, Sorry, that Real Madrid will play against, um, uh, you know, Man City or Liverpool if, if that's a final. Real Madrid will have the best midfielder, will have the best goalkeeper, and they'll have the best striker in one team. So, I mean, Allison Courtois, I think that's that that's a coin flip. It used to be, it used to not be that way, but the consistency he has shown at Real Madrid. The last couple of seasons, he is a, 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 among the best in the world. 
there's not a midfielder in this left in this competition that can hold a candle to Luka Modric, even at 36, 37 years old. And there's not a player in this tournament left that it's better than Kareem Benzema. So Real Madrid have the best, and they have a coach that's won the Champions League uh, already. So actually, I guess all three of them kind of have. Or, I mean, Villarreal, I, I, I just don't think they're going to do it, but I, I think that'd be great. But, but I think Real Madrid will have positional advantages, multiple positional advantages, against Liverpool and Man City. So I, I just I just generally think there's something about this Real Madrid team. And, you know, for everything that's happened with Real Madrid, with Ronaldo leaving and Benzema having to be the more assertive player and him doing what he's been able to do, the, the, the possibility of him winning a, champion, a Champions League title without Ronaldo and basically immortalizing himself as an all-time – I mean, all-all-time great in, in – uh, in Real Madrid, I think, I think, I just don't think he's going to let them, uh, let them go down. He's 34, by the way, and he's doing this this year. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's only one, and again, no disrespect to Salah. There's only one argument. There's only one conversation for the best player in the world. It's Lewandowski or Benzema. That's it. And I, I would still say Lewandowski's better at this point as a player, obviously, but, but I think Benzema's right there with him. Those two are just, I feel like those two But Benzema's my Ballon d'Or, the winner this year. And here's my other prediction. Now that France has finally sucked it up and realized that he's their best player, they'll fetch to Mbappe. Um, I think France could steamroll through this World Cup. Yeah, potentially. Obviously, they have the whole thing about uh, the champions don't do so well in the next tournament. They didn't do well in the Euros. So I, I need to see this team in full action before we can go there. But, but I would say Benzema, Lewandowski, coin flip. Um, because I mean, you know, you know my criteria for for um, the Ballon d'Or is just a little different than yours, and a little different than a lot of people. I I'm, I just don't take. Um, I mean, I take I take I take the Champions League into minor um, consideration, but really, I don't. The, the trophies they won uh, and stuff like that is all I'm good. I basically judge what um, my criteria from who was the best player in that year regardless of the circumstances and all that stuff. So because of that, I would say, I would say Lewandowski has Benzema a little on my, on my list, but one of those two has to win the Ballon d'Or. And I think Benzema probably will because he'll have the advantages of probably at least a potential of winning the champions league. Um, but yeah, I mean, Benzema is just the very best. Um, and he's one of the all time greats in champions league. And, and I think his legacy in Real Madrid could go even stronger than Ronaldo's if he wins without him. Because not to say that he's, he's better than, Real, than Ronaldo in Madrid at all, because that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying he could be uh, immortalized more than Ronaldo if he's able to pull this off. Because all the stuff he's won is great. Without Ronaldo, he's got two league titles. Uh, I think a third. I don't know if it's two or three. Two to three league titles that he's won without him and a Champions League, that would just – I mean, I think it's just incredible. And I think he, he deserves to win the Ballon d'Or, even though I would still uh, go with Lewandowski. Um, Hello Madrid. So, that's all I got to say. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm historically a Barcelona guy, but I, I what Benzema and Modric are doing – deserves to be celebrated and all that. So I, I really do hope they win it. Obviously my preference would be Villarreal, but 
I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm going all in on my trip. Yeah, it must be a sad life to be over there, though. Oh, not sad, you know, but I mean, if, if all you got to lean your head on is Liverpool and that makes or breaks your week, I mean, I'm sorry. That's kind of sad. And hopefully that people get their week broken. So <laughs> I suppose. Uh, no, I'm not. I don't. It, it's a game, man. Let's be honest here. Can we just talk about this for a second? Yeah. I have a lot of issues, and now we're going to get into the English national team. Do you want to read a stat that I heard today that, that will just discuss you? Go ahead. All right, let me look it up. So, there's this one um, thing. Um, when England um, gets beaten, so, so does she. That when England lose, thirty-eight percent of women in that country get abused by them up up to thirty-eight percent by that's domestic so, violence. That's crazy. Yeah. So I almost don't want England to lose ever because of these poor women. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- this issue's got to change in football. I, I would like to call this out. Uh, people making this like their life or death. Uh, find something else. You know. You know, I mean, seriously. I mean, the, the disgusting. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, I, I, the scenes we saw at the Euros this year, with all those people getting arrested, breaking into the ground for the final. You know. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, no, no, I, I, I totally um, get what you're saying, and and I understand that football is a sport that sometimes can affect our week because we're so invested in our teams, but that doesn't give you the right to sort of. You yeah. know, and how about the racing show Nasaka and Rashford? I oh, yeah, that was that was awful. I um, mean, you know, I mean, shit. It, 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 that's one of the reasons why I cannot watch English football anymore. I mean, it, it, it's gotten to a point now where we live in 2022. You know, uh, don't be racist. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. is that too much to ask? Apparently, yeah. it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's issue. There's issues with this other other places too, but like. Oh, know, I'm not dismissing Italy because Italy's racism is is atrocious as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm saying all these countries combined. You know what? I, you want to know what I want to see change for football in ten years? What's that? I want to see. First of all, I want to see no racism banned completely. Second of all, what the FA and all these other leagues need to do is, if there's uh, this five year bullshit, does not work with me. If there is a person that is caught using racist chants to players, I want them to be thrown out, banned from football for life, and also levied like a fifty fifty thousand dollar fine. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, it, it's starting to get ridiculous. I mean, I don't even know why I'm going on this rant right now. It, probably because you know people claim like uh, what football country is the worst. I mean, this game right now is so broken. And, and we love this game. It is it is the greatest sport in the world. But <laughs> believe it or not, take a, you can call it cringy or whatever, but when MLS fans go to a match and sit there and support their players and drink beer because, you know, we're allowed to have beer in the stands here. Do you know you're not allowed to drink beer in the stands in most countries for football because of the violence? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that's, that's – I mean, I'm glad it's the case too, but when we can go out there – and enjoy a beer, you know, and cheer on our players. And, you know, 
how many times in an American sports league do you hear about racist chants to the players? Never. Maybe Hard like once end. in a blue moon, and it's dealt with quickly, and that person's banned from life. And, you know, that's yeah. what England and all these European countries need to do. I mean, it, it's time to get this ludicrousy out of this beautiful sport. I'll Agreed. let you get your thoughts on that. Um, no, just I when, um, obviously, when you were talking about this, I was thinking of three uh, racial incidents that, not that, that I've witnessed, but that I've witnessed as a football fan. And it's obviously the, um, again, I'm sorry, uh, my rivals are going to, are the subject of this, and I'm not doing this because I'm a Roma fan. I'm doing it because they're the most clear and obvious example. Would you agree with Lazio? Yeah. As being okay, so there was obviously the one that gets the one that makes me the most angry is so I don't know if you know about this one, but but um, they uh, um, Lazio some Lazio supporters at a Rome Derby had a. Um, made a sign with Anne Frank in a, in a Roma jersey. And I think, you know, that's as disgusting and despicable as, as you can possibly get. And obviously yeah. the the amount of racism Koulibaly plus for Napoli gets just because of his skin color, I just think is, is absurd and ridiculous. And um, obviously there, there was a banner that used to be shown at the Rome Derby. Um, uh, you can look it up on, on Wikipedia, but the part of it said like our, our, our Schwitz is your home or something like that. It was, it was racial towards black people, gay people and all those other stuff. So stuff like this needs to stop. Um, obviously the amount of stuff that Balotelli has to deal with. And again, I am not a fan of Balotelli in the slightest. I'm probably his biggest critic, but he shouldn't have to deal with this either. You know, it's just an unfortunate yeah, part. Nobody should. That. No, 100%. You know, so I just hope one day, uh, not to say it's ever going to disappear, but I'd love, to, I'd love to live in a football world where it's less of a problem, that it only happens once in a while, kind of like it, it is in America. I'm going to disagree with you. I hope it happens never. And I think we can do that. I mean, we all need to be better. Yeah, you know, but... I don't know why something just bolted me to call this out tonight. You know, because... You know, I'm just saying, and it's probably because the World Cup's coming up, you know, so recently. Yeah. And I know that this is when, and I know people show passion for their country, but, you know, the USA can go out there and lose all three games. I never think to attack or hurt somebody because the USA loses. Yeah. No, 100% not. No, I don't I think many sane people would. But no. Maybe minority. All right, so back to the football. <laughs> um, Byron yeah, uh, disappointed me, actually. Um, first of all, I think it's a great story. I'm not denying that, but they needed to go through. Yeah, um, 100%. I think uh, they did. Um, but, you know, you can think about this, and the reason, the reason why this failed is clear. Um, and a lot of people want to just kind of make an attack on the Bundesliga because of this, uh, which I understand, but it's not the whole story. And in fact, that again, like I said before, that starting eleven, I'll take over any starting eleven. I'm not even. I'm. I don't. Even, I wouldn't even have to think about it. If you could just give me Bayern's eleven and the with uh, the two, the two players that rotate into the starting lineup, I'd take that eleven over anyone. 
and I, I don't even need to think about it a little bit. Um, the problem is depth. And, you know, you look at the Bayern bench, what do you have? You have Jamal Musiala, one of the best youngsters in the game, and Sabitzer, who, who was not having a great season. And then you have a bunch of just, just guys. Um, if Bayern had a bench that could handle this type of expectation and pressure, um, I think they'd handle this better. And there's ways to do this. They don't have to spend a ton. They just need quality players that can come in and do a job. Like in 2020, when they had Coutinho and Pierisic off the bench. That's, I mean, it's hard to deal with because the 11 is already so strong. So that's the, number one. Number two, I believe Julian Nagelsmann, within the next five to seven years, will be the best manager in the world. And I think there's, there's going to be a point where he, it's like an undisputed just acceptance of that, kind of how uh, Pep is now, uh, or Klopp, whoever you want to say. Um, but I think he took this job a little too soon, uh, along with the pressure and all that. And again, you should keep him because, like I said, if, if they get rid of him, they're getting rid of somebody who's going to be the best manager in the world, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, but with, with that, I think he, if he should have spent another year or two at Leipzig – to, to really kind of rev it up before making the jump. And then, you know, it would be immediate. Um, the other thing is, the problem with Byron is, um, the, they don't really have, there's, it's, and it's not Byron's fault, but the other teams in the Bundesliga at the top don't have enough together to challenge them. If Byron were pushed around just a little bit more than they do, than, than they are, I think they would handle this. I think this, this all would be been handled better. And I don't think that's a um, a thing on the Bundesliga. We just need to have Leipzig and Dortmund do a better job of of putting together teams that can that can take them down or just put pressure on them. Um, and I think the Bundesliga is in terms of competitiveness, in terms of the the most interesting storylines, in terms of races, the Champions League race, the Europa League race. And the relegation battles, as well as the quality of the league top to bottom, I think they're at the top. Um, but it would be helpful if Leipzig or Dortmund had, were just a little bit better that could put more pressure on Bayern because Bayern don't lose to the big teams. They only lose to the teams mid-table and below because of their approach that they take away from Munich against Bayern. And that's how they end up losing these games. But also, the, this Villarreal team was very similar to some of the teams they've lost to before in terms of approach and strategy. And Bayern just, just it just wasn't clicking. And I think most, but mostly it's depth. If they can get more depth, I think it's the right back in the position. But um, I think until they have, until they prove they can go far to a semifinal, I think going into next season they should be a contender but not one of the favorites and still until some of the depth comes in and some of that sort of stuff changes. Yep. Um, so on some good news, we were talking about all these bad, fa bad fan bases. How about we talk about a good fan base? How about we talk about the best fan base? And uh, you know where I'm going with this. Um, what, in my opinion, is the best fan base in world football? They, they reside in Germany. Uh, Cologne? No. My club, biasly. Oh, oh, Schalke, sorry. You're good. Um, Schalke, first to the second Bundesliga. 
They got to yeah. play Werner and St. Pauli, though, out of their last four games. Can Schalke win Bundesliga 2 and come back up where they belonged in the first year? I mean, I think they'll get, I think they'll get promoted. Um, I think they'll finish second or first. Um, although I don't like those two matchups. I think those are, t- those are tough. Um, I think they have the stability to do it. I think they have the right idea to do it. And this happened quickly. Remember, how, last year we were talking about whether Schalke would be able to recover. Because remember, last, I think there was a point last year where they just fired everyone. Like, yeah. everyone got fired. <laughs> except for, like, one person. Um, and to, to, see, to see them build it up so quickly and to do such a good job of the way they've handled the Bundesliga 2 and done extremely well at it, um, you know, I, I think it would be great. Um um, to, to do, and I, I, I really think that they, they will come back. Hopefully, they don't have to be in the relegation playoff. Um, because if BFL stay there, it's going to be a tough battle. Um, yeah. because of mainly because of the goalkeeper, um, uh, Stefan Ortega, the uh, their attacking midfielder, um, Patrick Wimmer, one of my favorite Bundesliga players who just who's signing for Wolfsburg and will be joining the Wolves next seat. Um, next season because his release clause was triggered. And then uh, the Japanese wizard, uh, Okugawa, who has been just just magical with the ball this season. So if they're unable to finish in the top two and BFL are still in that spot in the Bundesliga, because of those three difference makers, I would feel uncomfortable <laughs> with the prospect of over two legs trying to deal with BFL because – we know they're individual players. They're again, they're, they're, they got loads of problems, but they got some. Play, they got some true di- difference makers in that squad. But as long as they do what they're supposed to do, as long as they do their job, I think they'll get promoted without having to go through um, a, playing the the 16th team in, in Bundesliga one. So, so I, I do think they're going to get get there in the end. I'm surprised they they did this so quickly. Because how long have we been have we been asking for Hamburg to get promoted? Um, so I, I'm I'm wildly impressed with what's going on there. Yeah, I think Hamburg may have more titles, but I think in terms of fan support and endearment, I think Schalke's a bigger club than Hamburg. So it makes yeah. more sense for me. I mean, if, I mean, if Germany and I totally get why Germany has restrictions because they're a lot smaller country than us, you know. Um, if they didn't have a restrict, you know, Schalke would have sold out every game this year in the Bundesliga too. Yeah, I yeah. mean that wouldn't have been a problem. I mean, people look. I mean, they have like the most. It's like being a Cubs fan in the United States. I mean, you just there's no ups and downs. You love your club, you know. Yeah, and it's great. And and only only Schalke could get rid of their best top score from the previous season and still get promoted. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's, that's how, how, I mean, just, just the, the energy of Schalke. Cause obviously, uh, Matthew Hopp, they, they let go, let him go to Spain, um, who I never was high on to begin with. Um, and they, 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 they found ways to, to, to get rid of their best player from the, the, the last season, even though it was a terrible season. Um, and they, 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 and I think he had eight goals last year and goes, uh, they go out and, and they handle their business accordingly, and, and it looks like they're going to get promoted after getting rid of their top score, which is which is difficult to do. Um, if you had to pick any player for Schalke this summer, realistically, who would that be to help them stay up? I mean, they need a proper striker. 
All right. Um, I'll, I'll for Schalke to stay in the if, in the Bundesliga for next season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go uh, uh, Luka Jovic from Real Madrid. Uh, when he was at Frankfurt, he, he was an absolute stud and was balling. Um, I think that's a good striker to take care of it there. Um, I, there's, there's a few others you could go with, um, but I think you know that Jovic, when he plays in the Bundesliga, gets you the goals necessary. Um, so I would start there. Um, I'd also bring in – see if I could bring in uh, Dashi Kamada from uh, Frankfurt. Um, you need you need someone in the midfield to distribute and get Jovic the ball. They played together before, um, and I would I would look in uh, I would see if I can get one of Freiburg center backs. It's going to be difficult, but I, I, if they get to the Bundesliga, I think they'll have a big enough budget where they could uh, they could handle that. Um, and then obviously all the Stuttgart youngsters are going to be up for grabs, so I, that's huge. Uh, I mean, in fact, that that might be even a better thing with uh, the the six foot seven Austrian giant. Um, uh, I can't say his name. He's got a Kolasinic, something like that. And then he has there's Tanga Kulabali, who's 19, really athletic, plays on the left side, and Silias, who's who was Bundesliga Rookie of the Year two years ago. All those players on on that Stuttgart team, that's um, you know, that's probably going down. Their prices are going to go down too. So if, if I was doing – if I was going to be in charge, Jovic would still be my priority, but I'd look at potentially uh, some of the, the pieces that are at Stuttgart because they're, those guys are not are, are Bundesliga quality. They can't be in the second division, and I think they would be much cheaper than, than they are now. Yeah. I, I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping and praying. Um, so Erling Holland is reported to go to Manchester City. Um just because of the noise, I enjoy it. Um, I don't buy it, though, man. He's, I, I, hey, I, first of all, he seems like the perfect Barcelona guy, doesn't he? Yeah. It, plus, remember, in the last 12 months, we've seen him reportedly agree to a deal with Real Madrid and reportedly agree for, for Barcelona. This report is not different than the, the two La Liga – our turn the the two La Liga deals that we saw earlier this year. So nothing about this is concrete. Nothing about this is valid. All we know is this is just being reported. Plus, it's gonna. First of all, the Premier League is already boring. This would make it like unwatchable. Secondly, Barcelona just is a better fit. I'm sorry, he it just is. Javi is looking for a guy. Tapping Aubameyang is doing a good job there, and I think. Um, They'll want to see more from him next season. Griezmann's going to still be on their books unless they will a code trigger, which I don't think that they will. Um, but you need someone up top to, to do it. With Pedri there, with Dijong there, with all the pieces that are currently being built by Xavi in Barcelona, he would be perfect. And we want to see a real Messi-Ronaldo 2.0. I think if, if Mbappe goes to Real Madrid – He's just got to go to Barcelona. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll just be having these ideas of what it would be like if they were in the same league. I, I, just, yeah. I just think it fits. I just think it fits at the now, end. Now, I, now, what is reporting, to be fair, that Howland has given the green light? 
for Man City move, but uh, could you explain to all our fans, especially the American ones, that just because they say green light, it's not like a trade in the United States. No, it means he is open to the idea of the signing. He's not saying he wants to sign. He's not saying he's going to sign. Basically, he's saying is, I, this is an, an opportunity I will explore. <laughs> That's what people seem to think when, when that word is being issued, that it means they're going to sign him. That's going to happen. No. <laughs> you know, it, it just means he's open to the idea and he's, he's willing to go to Man City. And it's, it's an interesting avenue he'd like to explore. But if, 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 if Barcelona offer Dortmund 90 and they're and then they offer him a good deal he'll go to he'll go he'll go to barcelona it, it, just because he's interested does not mean that it is the only option and that it's the most definitive option even are you surprised juventus hasn't gone more than him no they no because I, they 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 sort of already spent on what they need up top with uh, vladovic and he's been scoring like crazy um and, um, you know, they previously had interest in him a few months ago. Uh, not a few months, sorry. Before he we went to Dortmund, that never went through um, and so on. Um, but uh, when you ha- if you have Lodovic and you're probably play- playing with one striker, I just don't think – I don't think it makes a lot of sense to, to go plunge with, uh, with, with Holland just because you already got a guy there that's going to give you 20-plus goals for the next five years. So even though Holland is better – they already have a guy up top, so I don't, it's not it's not a necessary need um, at the moment for Juventus. So I, but if 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 he if they hadn't done that deal, I would expect them to be in, involved. But because they got that deal done, I think they're they're not in the striker business anymore. Uh, Juventus, by the way, um, okay season by your standard. I mean, first of all, they need a different manager. What did you say? Yeah, what I, this is what I said from the very beginning of the season that Allegri was not the right guy to, to do it. Do I think there's there they'll go to the Copa Italia final win it? I do. I do think they'll win the Copa Italia, but it's still it's and they make they make the Champions League. It's still only like a B minus of a season because they spent most of the season out of the Champions League and they only got it until they got their new pieces uh, that came in, in January. To get those deals, uh, to get those deals done, and then, then they caught up. But yeah, I, I think um, you know, I, I think they've had a, a decent season. But going out like that in the Champions League is, is horrible. The way they've, the, the way they have handled these situations this season, Allegri's man management and the tactical switches that he has made has lost Juventus a, a unseen amount of points. And uh, yeah. They need to get rid of – I think they need to get rid of Allegri, and I think they need to get rid of Nevid because he's not helping his his decisions. His uh, he's, I, I just don't like any of their directors, and I don't think they're putting the, the best product together. Um, they've, they've got some good buys in there, but for the most part, they're, they're, no one's doing good job, good job all around. You're going to let Dybala walk for free. Um, so – all, all things considered, it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a decent season, but they 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 still have loads of problems. And and I, you know, I th- I contend with that Inter Milan will probably be the favorites going into the next season. Also, 
and Juventus does still have some catching up to do, but I think the gap will be much closer next season if they, they do it there um, with a plan in the summer. Hey, I do have to say one thing about Juventus. They did say football in 1985. Beating Liverpool in the Champions League final. Uh, <laughs> I guess they did. Yeah. Um, but it all, that's all fun. But in all seriousness, though, um, do you still think that – I mean, because, look, England had some bad years in the Champions League. They they don't like to talk about it. Um, from 2012 and 2019, they didn't win anything. Um, you know, it became increasingly rare to see. This is only now they're getting back. Do you still stand that Juventus is going to be the team that beats us, that breaks the curse and wins the Champions League for an Italian team? Yeah, it's, it will. It will be Juventus. I, I just don't see. Obviously, they have catching up to do as far as getting closer to Inter, but I don't think Inter is going to win the Champions League with Inzaghi. Um, I think they have a really good team to do it, but I, I don't know. It it just seems like Juventus has to be the one um, because I, I I just don't see a, an avenue for any of the other teams to win the Champions League other than Juventus. So I think if if, it, if it's somebody, it has to be Juventus. The last four or five years have not been kind to them. And remember, they went to two finals. Um, but it's I think it's Juventus. I, I don't see another team that – I don't think another team can, are going to be the ones to, to, to break that. Uh, so I expect it to be Juventus. When that is, I really don't know. But probably not in the next three years, but maybe in the next five they can do it. I, I'm not sure. We'll just have to see how the, the team kind of, to, kind of folds and what, what, what we see coming in. Um, but if there's one that does it, it's Juventus, and I, I stand by that. Um, how, how do you read your performance against Napoli this weekend? Roma's performance? Yeah. Uh, it was excellent. Um, I think, uh, obviously, we get the late goal. We bit, I think we kicked them out of the title race. Um, and then we're, we're, going, we're going up uh, again against Inter next weekend. We're unbeaten in 11. We're playing great football. We're defending really well. No, what our goalkeeper for the most part isn't having to work, and you know you you look at you look at that game, and you see Napoli were the ones who were fortunate to get the point in terms of performance because they did not play well. The goal that they got was a penalty that was not a penalty for for starters. Uh, Chucky Lozano fell in the box, but and if you look at the the, the penalty in live time. Um, it looks like a penalty until you, you see, a, a, you know, it in slow motion where you see Lozano initiate initial contact and then fall over, which would, I mean, for basically not, not penalty. So, so they, the only goal they got was from the, the spot kick outside of that. Not one time that entire game, did it even look like they were going to score. Rude Patricio is, the only save he really had to make that was difficult was one that was cut from, from the, the wing and he had to push over. He wasn't threatened. The defense played their part. Um, Mourinho made a mistake, not starting the Qatarian. He makes, he changes that adjustment immediately once he sees where the game was going and Roma were the better team for 70 of the 90 minutes, really. And, and they played really well. And if, if you just look at the reaction from other Serie A neutrals, that should show you that this this Roma team is is on the rise, and I think this is this was the type of performance we needed. Obviously, it's it's horrible to have to wait until the 90th minute to get the equalizer, 
But I think Roma come away from that game in a much better mind space than Napoli. And considering we were able to do so well against Napoli, I think that Inter Milan is is. I mean, that's that's a big game, and Roma will have a chance to 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 do it again. But I, I was very pleased with the performance. Can we talk about your matchup uh, this week? Weekend? Uh, are you worried about Leicester next Thursday, or should you get through easily? <clears throat> People are getting mad at me for saying this. So I, I just want to preface this by saying I've seen Leicester City play four times this season, full full 90 minutes. I've seen highlights and stuff like that, of course. But I've only seen full four games of Leicester. And every time they've played, they've looked horrible. Um, and I know they got good players. And I know they have individuals that are good. Jamie Vardy. Um, um, Casper Schmeichel obviously a good goalkeeper, and they got they got a few pieces in midfield that I like. And they got a, they got a very good team, and I, I I want to be as respectful towards Leicester as possible. But there's nothing about them that 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 scares me. I'm not afraid of them. You know, last year when when we were you know when Roma drew Ajax, I was freaking mortified. I was terrified of them. I went into that draw in the Europa League not wanting Ajax, just anybody but them. So I, I'm just trying to give you, um, uh, you know, an idea of the difference of the, the emotion I go through as a Roma fan when I saw Ajax come out of that hat and when I saw, oh, we got Leicester. I'm like, yeah, it, was there, were there easier draws available for us? Sure, um, certainly. But Leicester, I mean, Leicester has good players, but – when I've seen them play, they have not been overly impressive to me. And I think Lorenzo Pellegrini is the best midfielder that's going to be on the field. I think Tammy Abraham is the best striker that's going to be on that field. And I believe Rui Patricio, Castro Michaels is pretty much, uh, I think that's a split one. But I, I just, be con- considering how well Roma have played over the last two months and the fact that Leicester are not having a good season, I, I just think that Roma should coast. Now, I'm not saying that we'll dominate and kill them both times, but I could see them getting through with 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 difficulty. But but I think they'll get through. And Mourinho, obviously, he'll have some tricks up his sleeves for those games as well. So I, I'm not hugely intimidated by Leicester City, um, but I I will show them respect. I think they're still a tough matchup, but I think considering the other types of matchups that Roma have had in European games. This is just – this one is just mild. Yeah, I love Leicester, by the way. I do, too. So, it's, not, it's nothing personal. There's just nothing about their team that's, that mortifies me or scares me. The way I exited last season. Great owners. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, let's see. What else do we got for this, this weekend? Let's look. Oh, Atalanta! What the hell happened this year? I, I, I mean, part of the reason, part of the part of what happened is Zabata got injured early in the season when he was when he was at his best, um, and Alonso couldn't coexist. Moriel wasn't able to put up the twenty-five and ten he put up last year. Um, they lost their best wing back to Inter. Um, they, they overall, just in general. Um, they just – I don't know, but the truth is they should have still had a better season. They should not be sitting in a place where that, that does not hold European football at the moment. Um, 
they, I mean, they lost to Roma twice. They never lose to Roma. Like in the last, since 2017, they haven't lost to Roma. So the fact that they, that Roma beat them twice, you handily showed me something. And this, I don't know. I think the magic that, I mean, this era of Atlanta that Gasparini has been in charge of has been one of the all-time, you know, even though they didn't win trophies, they went to two finals, and they've been a team that that was one of the most fascinating in Italian football. It's over now. They got to blow this thing up. Sell Zabasa, sell Morial. Uh, I mean, you got to sack Gasparini at this point. You're, you have to start from scratch. And they're only going to go back to what they were. They're, they're going to go back to better than what they were before. But I think you have to blow this thing up. This, I mean, this is a team that used to have a very treacherous and difficult um, atmosphere at, at the Bergamo, which is very difficult to a place that was very difficult to play. Now they're going to the Bergamo and getting slapped. So it's just like it's unclear what exactly happened. Um, but there's, there's certainly the injury to Zabata is part of it. But I think they've taken this team as far as they possibly could have, and. Um, I think uh, there's. I think at least for the core of the original team, they should somewhat uh, blow it up and and try to rebuild on top of it. Because based on how they're going, I don't see them ever, you know, really challenging the way they they, they were a few years ago. And the Champions League is going to be extremely difficult next season with uh, with the four that are in it, with the addition of Roma and Fiorentina. And I think Fiorentina are a much better team than a lot at the moment. Who've done better of keeping or building this team up, and and who knows what we'll see from them next season. But I think Alanta is is a lost cause. They're still a decent team, but they're nothing compared to what they were. And I think they get they just got to change everything and uh, and try to reload the team before um, you know they they slide further and further down. All right, man. Well, now it's time to play yes or no. You ready? Yeah, let's go. I uh, got my ten questions here. It's like we usually do. All right, so first of all, yes or no? Um, we just talked about blowing it up, and that's kind of funny because I actually had this question, no joke, ready um, before the show. I mean, yes or no, Dortmund needs to blow it up and start from scratch and build their next star players to challenge for the league. Ooh. This one's difficult because they're – And that's like – I'm talking like getting rid of like Marco Royce and all those guys that have been good, but, you know, they've proven they can't win league titles for Dortmund. <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> I think you have to. You got to. Um, I, I keep I keep probably Malin. I keep Julian Brandt. Um, and Reyna. And Reyna. And then the rest kind of have to – I mean, it's horrible to say because Dorman has so many really incredible players. But but Brandt, uh, Julian Brandt is as good as a piece to build around that you, you got. And I think you got some of Malin. Um, and, and with the absence of Holland, I think he'll he'll come into his own a little more next year when he's probably not going to be there. Um, but I think you blow it up. Keep you no. What you do is you blow it up. You you um you get first Royce. You got to sell him. Do whatever you need to do. You extend Julian Brandt. You give him the armband, and then you build around him. And if you if you're able to build around him and bring in the right pieces, I think this will be a much more successful um, uh, era than the past one uh, because that was basically uh, – I mean, they choked all the time. 
Um, and that can't happen. They need to be in, in the right space and they need to, they need a new identity. And I think Julian Brandt is the identity that they need. And you keep, you, you keep a few young players and you get rid of everybody else. All right. Next, yes or no. Question number two. Um, Germany flames out of the World Cup and Jurgen Klopp is appointed as next manager. Um, no. Uh, well, I think no, no, because uh, for two reasons. Number one, uh, Jurgen Klopp is without, without question one of the best managers in the world. Um, Hans Flick is also one of the best managers in the world. There, there's not a scenario where, where Hans Flick is going to get thrown out after a year. Um, and I think even with their injury towards, I think they make the final. And I think it will be largely successful um, this, this uh, campaign because they, they, got a, they, got, they got a lot of young talent and they got depth and they got Thomas Muller. And Timo Werner has been much improved as of lately. So there, there's Havertz. I mean, I, I just think they're too good not to uh, go on a deep run. Um, so I, I'm going to say no. I say Klopp will be the manager at some point. Um, but I just can't see that in the, in the short term. All right, question three, yes or no. And this is going to be a long one for you. Yes or no, this U.S. A team could make the quarterfinals of the World Cup. This, te- this U.S. team? Yeah, this year. Oh, man. Unbiasedly. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> wait, say that again. What's their ceiling then? Sixteen. Yeah, because I keep think again. If they're gonna make the quarterfinals, they're gonna need a a very winnable matchup in the round of sixteen. And I don't think that they're going to get it. Number one, I, I don't think they're gonna win the group. So. They're going to be playing a first place a group winner from a different group, um, but unless they end up with something simple, like uh, I don't know um, Senegal or something, or or Morocco or one of those teams, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a, a, you know some of the European teams that will go through that won't win their group. I'm thinking Denmark. I think Denmark would would run right through the U.S. So, I mean, I'm just trying to think of other matchups in Europe, European teams that they, they match up. And I just I, – I find it difficult to, to see them go through. Um, they can go through uh, if it's favorable. If it's not, I, I just don't see it. Um, again, they have to play as a team. They can't – we can't play. Let's feed the ball to Christian and, and, um, and let our third best player at, pretend like he's our first best player. But, you know – you know, they need, they need Weston and, and Bullsich to be on the same page constantly. And if they're able to do that and they play as a team and not through any individual, um, they give themselves the best chance to go through. But I just, I just think there are just better teams in, in, this, um, in this competition um, that will go through. I think there's better teams that didn't make the World Cup than the U.S. I think Sweden and um, the Czech Republic – would have would have been the the U.S. in, in this type of scenario. And those are teams that didn't make the tournament. So that just shows you the quality that's in Europe, um, and they're going to end up with. I think this is going to end up with something that they can't beat. But maybe there's a, there's a shocker. Maybe one of these less uh, profile teams make the the um, the round of sixteen, and they, they coincidentally get matched up with the U.S. But uh, 
I, I think it's hard to see this this World Cup next 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 World Cup. Maybe I think we'll have a better picture of, of what this team is and what they're capable of. But at the moment, um, I just I just don't think I don't see it happening. All right. So next next question question four yes or no? Uh, Brazil finally breaks through and wins the World Cup. Oh boy. Um, no. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say that they have the team to do it. Um, they, I mean, Neymar being the the, the the one with Vinicius Jr. with Firmino. I mean, they're deep. They're they're very deep. Um, but I, but I think it's the separator for me is I think they're starting eleven. Um, there are other there are other teams in Europe, especially with a better eleven. Um, I think they have a team to do it, but I, I just I, I just think Brazil always gets in its own way and and makes critical errors down the, the, the stretch. Um, you know, they, I thought they were going to make the World Cup last time, uh, but they weren't able to do so. And you know, they've they've gone out at the similar stage. Um, throughout the last couple of World Cups, and it doesn't seem like they're learning their lesson, and they haven't done anything since 2002. So, um, And, in, you know, stuff like in 2006, do you remember the uh, the France-Brazil game where Henri scored against Roberto Carlos? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where he was tying his shoe during the free kick, and yep. you left Henri wide open. <laughs> stuff like – I know that was years ago, but stuff like that makes me think that – you know they just can't make silly mistakes like that, and they've been making they made silly mistakes in the last couple of World Cups, and I I just don't think that's going to change uh, until until it's proven that they that they're they're different than the, the past Brazil teams. Right. Yes or no? Unbiasedly, question number five. Yes or no? England failed to make the semifinals. This this World Cup? Yeah. Oh man, cause they're fucking, they're good, man. I'm, I'm gonna say no. They're, Go they're a good team, but do they make the semifinal? Yes or no? Yes, they do. And uh, you know, I'm not one of England's biggest supporters. Um, I don't like how certain things have been handled. Um, I know when we talked about my issue with with the English uh, camp and some of the um, the stuff that you know. It's it's become some of it within the team has become a popularity contest with in regards to their young talents. They know the conversations are being had, and, and I think subconsciously they think about it when they're playing for England. Um, where I don't think Germany, the Germany talents think about it in that same way. Um, but they're too good. They made too, they made a, a World Cup semifinal, then they made the Euro final. They're going to continue to get better and better and better. And Gareth Southgate does appear to know what he's doing. Um, so I think I'm just trying to think who would stop them from making the final unless they get, a, you know, what, in a quarterfinal against any of these teams, I think they would have a shot to, to, to knock out, you know, uh, I don't think they will, but a, a Spain, a France, a Germany, they're capable of beating those teams, even though I don't know if they will necessarily, I think they can be a, a team like one of those three on the way to a semifinal. So, um, I, I do think they'll make the semifinal, but I, I and I think they they have a decent chance to make the final, but I I would go in a different direction. 
Uh, what's number six? Messi leaves for the MLS in two years. Yes or no? <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. Oh. Um. I mean, first of all, can I preface this? It's only going to be New York City or one of the LA teams. Is that yeah, fair? I know. I know. The problem is my answer is based on circumstances. If oh my goodness. Um two years, no, I would say no. Um more or less because of the time frame. I think Messi wants to do it. Uh for the next couple of years in Europe, I think he wants to rebound from this season and show that he he's still one of the best in the world. Um and I think he wants to win outside of Barcelona um, to, to, to prove his – I mean, he doesn't need to prove anything. He's the greatest player in the world. Or, actually, not now, but, but he's the greatest player ever. Um, I don't think there's much of debate career-wise between Messi and Ronaldo. I think Messi I – mean, I, I think it's quite obviously one way, even though they're both great. Um, but I, I don't know. I, he strikes me as someone that wouldn't do that because um, – Mainly because he doesn't speak English at all. Um, he doesn't. He's never. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but but I think the fact that he doesn't speak English would make the the appeal of the MLS a less um, interesting proposition. Um, because you know, people typically go to the LA or New York for Hollywood or New York City to be amongst the people and to to have a different lifestyle. But I don't know. I think the fact that he doesn't speak English makes it less likely. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I just I just don't see Messi as a someone who go to the MLS. All right, another MLS question for number seven: Yes or no? Beckham's Inter Miami wins a title in five years. No chance. They they stink. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think Beckham knows what he's doing. Um, but I, I think he's he's focusing on the wrong things, and I think he needs to do a better job of putting this team together. Eventually, it's going to click, and they'll, they'll be a playoff team and, and whatnot, and I, I think uh, he's doing the best he can, and I do believe that he'll eventually he'll create a, a, a team that, that should be feared. Um, but his first two moves as what, – what, what is, what's, his, what's his title, owner? Yeah. Okay. His first two moves as own, owner – was um, was signing Gonzalo Higuain and Blaise Matuidi, two players that were were so far past their prime that Juventus fans were celebrating when they left, <laughs> and they didn't. I I don't believe they they even got any money for it. Um, so so I don't know. I I just don't. I, I don't. I don't think that in the in a five year span he will, but in ten years maybe there's a possibility. All right, question number eight, yes or no. In 10 years, the MLS is going to be a desirable league to play in for younger superstar players. Uh, do, do you mean like a um, – Like 25. Like you'll have a guy, not like a Holland level, but let's say, oh, like let's say like a 25-year-old Aubameyang level with the money that's going to start to flow and we'll be, it'll be desirable for somebody like that from Europe to go to New York or like. So from Europe to the MLS? Yeah. Do you think it'll be a desirable enough league within 10 years? 
Uh, can I have a condition with my yes then? Yes. Because it's very specific. To, so you you remember the South American Champions League thing that I that I talked I talk about a lot. Yeah. If, if that exists, then absolutely. Because the second you have a a very glamorous Champions League uh, tournament for uh, the South Americas, Brazil, Argentina, the U.S., and others, I think it makes the whole entire proposition with the money and all the stuff and coming to U.S. I think it makes it such. I think it's it's it makes it a much more appealing thing. Again, relegation is maybe something they don't need to do. I'd like to see it. Oh, it'll, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. But but I think a Champions League, a modified Champions League that has the some big teams like Boca Juniors, River Plate, um, you LA know, Galaxy, LA Galaxy. You can even go to like a Club San- America. Yeah, Club Club America, Santos, all these other teams that are highly respected. It'll never be what it is in Europe. Their Champions League will never be as big as Europe. But could you could you imagine Boca Juniors and River Plate in like a a Champions League semifinal? You know, oh, with God. in one of those stadiums, it would go bananas. And then you know, you, you in a final, you could see Santos against uh, Boca Juniors. I think that'd be incredible. And obviously, the MLS teams would would struggle in that environment. But if they were coming from Europe. The, the quality of players would be better, which would give them a better chance of, of doing well in this situation. But only if that is in existence. If that's not part of the deal, I I don't think the MLS will ever quite get to a place where you're going to see that level of superstar come to the MLS. So it's it's very contingent on the Champions League uh, uh, being modified with with better teams in it. All right. Question number nine: Yes or no? Minnesota United makes the final this year. <laughs> uh, no, um, they are a seventh seed at the moment. They have a talent of a one seed. The coach is the problem, um, and he's always been the problem. Minnesota United are consistently underachieving their expectations. They they because the team is well good enough. The team is is. If you're talking talent level of the, the quality of the team, you know, you have, you know, maybe Toronto is more talented. Maybe Atlanta Atlanta is more talented. Um, New York City might be more talented. But Minnesota is top four in terms of talent, but a top a bottom four in terms of execution. So until a manager changes, I don't think it happens. But they have the talent to do it. There's no question about it. Um, they were in that semifinal not long ago against Seattle. They were winning. They were about five minutes – they were minutes away from making the final. And then Seattle just went berserk in the, in the last 15 minutes. So they need to change their men- mentality to, to really do that. But at, at the current moment, I can't, I can't see it. All right, final yes or no question. Yes or no. You will be – you will not celebrate a conference win. Conference League win, championship. Wait, d- d- define celebrate. Like go nuts! Like you, like you will not like celebrate like it's a major trophy. No, I mean my my. If if you if you look back in sort of the things I've said and done 
this season on the back of the Conference League stuff, my energy has been the same. The 6-1 loss did not bother me at all because we had Napoli two days later, three days later. I didn't care what one – it's embarrassing, obviously. It didn't bother me, like truly, truly bother me at all because my, my focus was Napoli. My current focus is qualifying for the Europa League by finishing in the top five. I would rather finish fifth and get knocked out by Leicester than finish sixth or seventh and win the conference league. I still qualify for the Europa League. Yeah, but I would rather do it based on league table standings by based on being in the top five. I would rather finish fifth and, and qualify that way than finishing outside of the top five and winning the conference league. It'd be nice for Mourinho winning in his first – it'd be great for the title draft to be over. But th- th- it, it doesn't count. It's Copa Italia, league title, Europa League, Champions League, and that's it. Those are the only, those are the only trophies that, can, that really count as ending the drought. And I would, I would not take it – I'd be happy for Roma that they won a title. I'd be happy for the players on the team. I'd be happy for, for the, the, the club. But I'm not going to celebrate it. I would say – I would – you know, maybe I go like – I say something like, we won the conference league. Awesome. But that's it. <laughs> that's the extent of it. I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to jump up and down. I'll celebrate that win. Like I would celebrate a one nil win against Udinese. <laughs> like, great, right. we won, but not like, Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. No, I'll, I'll celebrate it. Like I would celebrate any, any Roma win. It would be, it would be brief. It would be in the moment. And then I'd be my my I'll, mentally I'll already be be moving on to the next thing. Yep. All right. Well, who's your donkey of the week this week before we wrap up? Um. Uh, I'd say United personally. <laughs> yeah, they got, they, they got sponged um, for now. Um, yep. It hurts me to do this, but Wolfsburg this week and lost six nil. Um, to uh, sorry, six one <laughs> to Dortmund. Dortmund scored five goals in fifteen minutes. I, I, it's hard to get any worse than that. <laughs> yep. All right. Fair enough. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Elliot Guru Show. Um, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Bye bye.